Holy smoke signals, it's the bat phone. I'm Batman. Batman? Is that you? Holy Mel Blank, what's with the funny voice? I am Batman. Batman, are you alright? Batman? Batman, can you answer me? Answer to me. Great Scott, some fiend has taken control of the bat phone. Holy vocal talent, your voice. Here, take a bat lozenge. I'm vengeance. Holy Sybil, Batman, what's come over you? Our worst fears have been realized. The Cape Crusader has lost his mind, Boy Wonder. You know what to do. Right, Commissioner. Activating Bat Straightjacket. Someday she just can't get rid of a bomb. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is campy, isn't it, Steve? It sure is. It's a big bucket of campy fun, or the most (laughs) accurate from comics to screen adaptation of any comic book character. Steve may laugh, but I don't know how many of the Golden Age Batmans he's read. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I, I'm laughing because I agree with you, because you're completely right. I've read a ton of Silver Age Batman. No, and, Silver and Age. Sorry. Golden Age, too. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you're absolutely right. So what movie are we going to do? We are doing the 1966 Batman the movie. Yay. We like it. That's it. Bye, everybody. Enjoy your Christmas. <laughs> it's good. It's funny. It's good Enjoy and it's it. funny. Watch it and laugh. Actually, this is coming out at around Thanksgiving. Enjoy your toiki. If, you, if you're in the United States and you celebrate Thanksgiving, giving, enjoy your toiki. If you don't, ignore us. <laughs> Did you watch the movie anyway? You know it around this time. We have a hugely hypocritical holiday. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Americans don't give thanks for nothing. They just want no. Nope. <laughs> they just want more. We should change it to entitled thanks. <laughs> Entitled's giving. Right. Okay, anyway. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Do you have any trivia for Batman 66? I do have some trivia for Batman 66. Wonderful. Please give us trivia for Batman 66. Why do you? Why did you say it like Emperor Palpatine? Because Emperor Palpatine has has uh, Order sixty six, and he's back somehow. And he said he's that returned. he said Batman sixty six while driving down hey, Route sixty six. Um, hey Palpy, it's movie night. What do you want to watch? Batman sixty six. But you heard the boss. All right, come on. And then Batman 89. <laughs> okay, that's not as funny, because you didn't say that like in a movie. Ask me what Order 89 is. Ask me! <laughs> what's, order, what's, what's Order 89? I don't know, haven't made it up yet. Oh, great, Emperor. <laughs> we haven't gotten that many orders. That's Smack You Around Friday. <laughs> smack You Around Friday. <sighs> okay, Every, everybody so anyway. Know just you. <laughs> it's just you. All right, come on. Okay, so you know um, Julie Newmar played Catwoman on the TV show. Yes, of course, show, everyone right? knows that. <sighs> Still quite possibly the best Catwoman. Of I all don't know. There's Catwoman. lots out of all the three of them um, that played Catwoman on this two-year running show. Three-year. Two and a half year? How long did it last? Two, uh, three, th- three, three seasons, seasons, but only actually only only about yeah. two years. Cause, yeah. Well, yeah. There, are, there are ride and dies for each one of those Catwomen. Absolutely, and they and and they're all good in their own way. 
Yes, they are. Um, but anyway, so at this point, Julie Newmar was Catwoman on the TV series. And uh, she is not in the movie due to a scheduling conflict. I heard she had a bad back. I heard that she had already, she, they didn't, because another thing, I didn't mention this in my trivia, but um, this movie came together very quickly. I heard uh, that she was in the motherly way and she had a bad back. She had a bad back. Um, I heard that she had just booked another movie and there was a scheduling conflict, but I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. I too. heard that but in a motherly way was code for raging chlamydia. Knocked up. She um, had a bad back chlamydia and she was pregnant. And she was and in another had, movie. And she had a scheduling conflict. Well, That's yeah, right. So, because this, this movie came about very quickly. Uh, it was announced in March of 1966. It started shooting in April of 1966. Principal photography finished in May of 1966. And then it came out in August. So oh, that like the entire the production. The TV show. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, sh the TV show is already up and running. So They'd it wasn't that big of a deal. Finish an episode and say, hey, you guys want to knock out a couple more scenes for the movie? <laughs> sure. Hey, boss, we're building the uh, Oval Office for the president. What should it look like? I don't know. Like a unused back room. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who cares? There was no thought put into any. I mean, there was. It thought, was just a room. It was just a room. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so yeah. But anyway, so 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 Julie Newmar couldn't do it, and she was replaced by Lee Merriweather. But she wasn't. Uh, Lee Merriweather was not actually cast until after they had already started filming, which is why Catwoman is not there for the first scene with the villains aboard the Penguin submarine. Um, oh, that makes sense. That yeah. Yeah, it's just the Joker and the Penguin and the Riddler in that first scene. Catwoman's not there because Catwoman was not on set yet because they had not <laughs> cast a replacement for Julie Newmar. Mm -hmm. so. um, well, that's yummy. So, what great trivia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you won't, you know, this one's good too, but it's a little depressing. Oh, come on, man. But I put it right in the middle so that there's happy stuff to come afterwards. So you'll still finish on like a high note. But I wanted to get some really depressing trivia, and I wanted to not end on it. So this is the depressing trivia right now. All right. Now, okay? And it's really, really good, but also super depressing. It's just up your alley. So, okay, so this movie has... One of the cool things about the movie is we get to see the Bat Boat. And the Bat Boat was constructed by a company called Glastron mm -hmm. that was headquartered in Austin, yeah, Texas. I have a model of it and right there a, next at, to my Batmobile. Cool. Mm -hmm. And, and as a part of the deal with this company to make the Bat Boat, the producers also agreed to hold the movie's world premiere in Austin, Texas, which is where the company was headquartered. Mm -hmm. However, the premiere had to be delayed because on the original premiere date, Charles Whitman climbed the clock tower of the University of Texas oh my God. and carried out his infamous shooting spree. Dude. Seriously? <laughs> so. You said depressing. Not which I not fucking jesus christ which i think was a mistake oh do you think it was a mistake because because if batman had been there he might have been able to do something if our batman had been there yes he would have been able to do something yes but that's a, a fantasy world we have to stop imagining he batman would have said doing things that would have stopped stuff he would have said citizen you don't want to do this and then he would have beaten him up it was it's fine and, and then he would have powled and zopped and zowie yeah and, exactly you know, um, well, well, great. Okay, so Thanks. Now this was going to be one of our happier shows where we get to. So the, the yeah. so <laughs> we the, the depressing trivia is over now. Oh, good. So now we can get back into happy trivia. All right, let's hear it. Okay. 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 So 
Okay, so there were there was going to be a sequel to the movie. <laughs> but everyone committed suicide to end. But everybody was killed by Charles Whitman. <laughs> Jesus. No, no. There was going to be a sequel. There was going to be a sequel. Um, the sequel was going to be released uh, mm. between seasons two and three. Yeah. And and the, the, the plan was that the, the second movie would have introduced Batgirl and oh, also oh, would sure. have had two and also would have had two villains that would that had not been seen in the show before, which would have been Two Face and Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, however, the show's popularity dropped during its second season. Plummeted. Um, and oh, my God. And and uh, they never made the sequel. And but but Batgirl debuted in season three of the TV show, of course, yes. instead of in the, the non-existent second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Two-Face and Poison Ivy never showed up, but they did feature Two-Face as the villain of the second um, Batman 66 animated film. Right. With Adam West doing the voice for Batman and Burt Ward doing the voice and for And an inspired Robin. bit and, and, of casting for Two-Face. Yes, William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Who, if you remember William Shatner like circa Star Trek, would have been a perfect Two-Face for the Batman They already kind of played him twice on the show. (laughs) On Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, right? He did, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, This is the shortest live-action Batman film and the only live-action Batman movie with a running time under two hours. That's right. Yeah. And last bit of trivia, and I know you'll appreciate this. I hope so. Because you and I are because you and I are both fans of of the other movie that this piece of trivia references. Okay. So all four of the villains in this film, the Riddler, the Penguin, Catwoman, and the Joker, appear in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Oh, that's right, they do, don't they? I never Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, I hadn't even and, Holy and, cow! <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. And appar- and, and 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 apparently I haven't done super duper <clears throat> diligent research, but I've seen a I've I've seen it mentioned in a couple of places. Apparently that was intentional. Apparently Matt Reeve is a fan of this movie. And Good for him. he uh he chose his villains to be the villains from this movie. Wow. So Catwoman's yeah. not really a villain in the Batman. No, she's not a villain, but she's in it. I mean, she's her... and, and the Joker's are, and and the Joker's only in it like Very that briefly. much, and he's never actually, yeah. and he's never explicitly identified as the Joker, but it's obviously the Joker. And they kept um, his identity yeah. secret in case they want to, you know, cast someone else in the sequel yeah. to play the Joker. <laughs> right, right. Please let him be. So there you go. Be somebody good. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want someone good. Is that too much to ask? I don't think it is. Okay, good. I don't think it is. Was that That's all? all my trivia. Yay, now it's time for me to say who made it. Nobody. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of most of them. It's true. It was directed by... And the, Wes? And the, and the people you have heard of, it's because you saw them on Batman. That's right. Hello. That's for the most part right. <laughs> um, it was directed by Leslie Martinson. TV. Tons of TV. Did, he was a director on TV, TV, TV. Written by Lorenzo Semple Jr., who also wrote, co-wrote Papillon. Ooh. And, of course. And our favorite, a movie that we'll review at some point, Flash Gordon. Hey. Now that makes sense, don't it? That, yeah, that fits. Lorenzo Semple <laughs> wrote the movie version of Flash Gordon, who has fantastic lines that you would only get in a comic book, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, based on Batman by Bob Kane, credited. But we know Bill Finger, uncredited, and National Comics yeah. Publications. Produced by William Dozer, nothing. 
I couldn't, there was nothing. I couldn't, I clicked it, but there was nothing. He didn't do anything. I mean, he, okay, so he produced the, the spinoff, the proposed spinoff for this, The Green Hornet. The Green mm-hmm. Hornet, yeah. Starring Adam West as Bruce Wayne and Batman. And you know him from Batman. <laughs> you know him from uh, Family Guy? He was a voice on Family Guy. Yes. Okay. He voiced a, a, either himself or a character with his same That's name. Right. It depends on how you interpret it. <laughs> Burt Ward, uh, Ward as Dick Grayson Robin. And you know him as playing Dick Grayson or Robin. He did tons of really <laughs> shitty, shitty movies to make his food money for a long time. But I mean, this is, this is the part that he's known for. Lee Merriweather as the Catwoman. And she's known to play the Catwoman in... In the movies. <laughs> and she did a bunch of TV and she did some movies, but nothing, yeah. nothing, you know, major. C- Cesar Romero was the Joker. Now, he does have a pedigree. He was a, a singer yeah. and an actor and he'd been in tons of movies and he'd done tons of stuff. I actually really love him as the Joker. I really do. Oh, me too. You want to know why? He's Because he's not complicated. He's just a weirdo. <laughs> He's, He's just a weirdo. Just a weirdo. <laughs> Burgess Meredith as the penguin, and we know Burgess Meredith. He was in Rocky, and he's been in Twilight Zone. And he's been in all sorts of stuff. He's great. Yeah. Alan Nate, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, and you know him as Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. He's what else? I mean, he's been in TV and he's been in stuff. He, <laughs> he was, was a comedian. He was right? a comedian, yeah. and and uh, he was a, uh, an impersonator, kind of like Rich Little before there was yeah. Rich Little. Um, Alan Napier as Alfred moved some nothing nothing he's alfred what do you want neil hamilton is commissioner gordon same thing he's been in a bunch of movies but we all know him as commissioner gordon stafford rep as chief o'hara bet you didn't even know he had a real name and i bet you didn't think his his (laughs) i bet you didn't think his real name was stafford rep stafford but he plays Chief O'Hara, and he's been in other stuff. But every every single bio it says most well known for playing X in Batman. <sighs> Madge Blake is Aunt Harriet, same thing. Best known as Aunt Harriet. Reginald Denny is Commodore Schmidlap, same thing. Best known. <laughs> Milton Frome is Vice Admiral Fangschleister. Boy, boy, that's whew. okay. <laughs> Gee, Batman. Um, Gil Perkins as as Bluebeard, nothing. Dick Crockett as Morgan, nothing. George Sawaya as Ketch, nothing. Teru Shimada as the Japanese delegate. Maurice Dallimore as the United Kingdom delegate. Gregory Gay as Russian delegate. Albert Carrier as French delegate. And Van Williams as President Lyndon B. Johnson's voice. <laughs> Don't know who the arm was. Very much like Doctor Claw petting petting <laughs> Mad Cat in a yes. in a, a high a, what a high back chair exactly. <laughs> I'll get you, Batman. Cinematography by Howard Schwartz. Nothing edited by Harry Gerstad, who also edited movies like Cyrano de Bergerac, High Noon, and Ben. Music by Nelson Riddle, who also scored Ocean's Eleven, Lolita, and the original 1970s Great Gatsby. Theme by Neil Hefty. And the only other thing that he really came up with is the iconic theme to The Odd Couple. I, I bet... Hmm. Well, I mean... 
Those are two good. Those ones. are two yeah. good ones. If he you're gonna, a, if you're only going to, re- <laughs> if a, you're only going to jazz musician, yeah. And so he did a lot of work. He has a lot of independent yeah. albums. He was very very successful as a jazz musician. Production company Greenlawn Productions, distributed by 20th Century Fox. Release date June. Oh, excuse me, July 30th, 1966. Running time 104 minutes. Budget 1.3 million dollars. Adjusted for inflation 11.9 million dollars. Box office. Three point nine million adjusted for inflation, thirty-five point eight million. So it made the studio money. And I just realized that I haven't yeah. selected anything for a not recommend. <laughs> uh oh. I just saw it here. I also don't have anything. I don't have a terrible choice. So Steve. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Steve, are you ready to jump on? Jump onto the bat poles. I am. An insta-change into, yeah, our, into our costumes. I know you want to be Robin. I'll be Batman. I would love to be Robin, just because I feel like it would be weird if you were Robin and I was Batman. Why would it be weird, old chum? Well, because you're the, <laughs> because you're the older of the two of us. And, is know. that what it is? That I'm just older? It would be like a... T- yeah. 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 It would be like, you know, it's, it, it would be like a Tenacious D type You could thing, think of it as know? those times when, when they force Alfred to squeeze into one of the costumes because the other one's gone. <laughs> And it's just normal. And it's it's just normal. Alfred and Robin's costume, right? <laughs> How many times did Alfred dress up like Batman and drive the Batmobile around? A, a few a times. A lot of times. And he drives the Batmobile in this? That's right, he does. You know what? As Alfred. You know why? He's not even in costume, he just has a mask. Why doesn't Dick drive the car? Because he doesn't have his driver's license. Dick Grayson license. is in fucking college. Why doesn't he? He doesn't have driver's his driver's license. license. I mean, he was what in his early twenties when this when he made this, right? Yes, yes. He does look pretty young. He does. He passes for a teenager. Yeah. Jeez Louise. But a teenager with a driver's license. <laughs> According to his autobiography, he was getting girls left and right because of Batman. Oh yeah. Well, they both were. They mm-hmm. were. Oh my God! Fucking everything that wasn't nailed down. <laughs> and that lasted two and a half years, maybe two years. Two years. Mm. Yeah, two years. It wasn't so funny when... And then it was over. Ten years later when they were hosting some children's show. You know, the return of... What was it? They had... Uh, what were you going to say? Was it... Well, yeah. What, what was it? Was it Return of the Superheroes yeah, something, or something? Uh, or? This, the Return something of like Batman that. and Robin and Other Superheroes, I think, was the actual name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and they managed to get a lot of people back that hadn't worked since Batman. Like Frank Gorshin and... <laughs> That's right. Gorshin was the Riddler yeah. again. Yeah, he didn't look like he was sad. He was sad. He had quit being Riddler during the original run of the show, which was only two and a half years. They had to replace him with a yeah. second stringer. They replaced him with what's his name? Uh, with John Aston, who was not with, good. Yeah. Why did they think that? No, was- no. Well, because the well, yeah, because like he just well, cause, I mean, cause, like Frank Gorshin played the Riddler, and he was just basically Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Like the way that, that's why the Riddler mm-hmm. is the way he is, like that manic yeah. sort of, you know, that's just Gorshin's energy. And John Aston, of course, was Gomez mm-hmm. Adams on TV, and his energy is perfect for that character. Yeah, but doesn't really doesn't really work for but the Batman of, for the that this, for the Riddler. Them, the one that could say easily, "I'm not coming back and doing this again," would have been Cesar Romero. They're yeah. like, "Here, put on this green wig, and we're going to cover you in white makeup." And and you have to do that every day that we're shooting, okay? Oh gears. And he'd have to come in and <laughs> my my impression of of Cesar Romero in in the original Batman sixty six has been something that I've been working on and failing at 
for decades now. <laughs> I've never managed to get it right. I know some of his cadences, but not all of them. Yeah. Because he has a very Cesar Romero voice, um, which is great. It, no one's ever really came close to doing what he did. No. Right? No. No. So, anyway, what was I going to say? Do you remember the one when he escaped from prison while playing baseball? I think was that that might have been his first one. Was that his first one? Where 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 like the where it's like the spring it like just launches him over the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very nineteen. Yeah, that might have been the first nineteen fifty five Batman story. <laughs> that's why, and see, that's I think that's that's one of my favorite things about the show, and the movie has a lot of the same quality as well. Is like everybody just is who they are. Mm-hmm. There's no or, there's no origin stories. No, there's no it, 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 you you pick things up and, and it's like oh the Riddler is just the Riddler mm-hmm. and he's been the Riddler for who knows how long and they never the call Joker them anything is just the Joker but their names the Riddler yeah. the Riddler's escaped and you're like oh you mean Edward Nigma such and such so and so no who's that <laughs> <laughs> who's Edward Nigma Cape Crusader <laughs> is this another one that we have to worry about. <laughs> Oh, no, if you hear that, Chief O'Hara, we not only have to contend with the Riddler, but now this Edward Nigma fellow. I'm sorry, Commissioner, but I was drinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Batman would not approve of that. No, neither would Robin, apparently. When he has a... Please he, try to keep your personal vices out of police headquarters, Chief O'Hara. climbing up the Chief side O'Hara. of the building um, for the bar. Oh Robin basically wishes that they would all go, I'd rather be dead than have my senses impaired by alcohol. Yeah, Robin is incredibly he's judgmental. Ex- I mean, Batman is too. He's but, quick to judge. But, yeah. Like when he, op- well, yeah, when he openly way. suggests that they tamper with them genetically while putting them back, putting the, the delegates <laughs> yes. back together at the end. <laughs> and Batman's like, maybe let's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, are you ready to jump into the Batmobile? <gasps> I am so ready to jump. Robin, into the are the atomic batteries to power? Atomic, <laughs> atomic batteries to power. Uh, Turbines to speed. Okay, let's roll out and punch it. Punch the turbine. God damn it! And then the the Batmobile just punch. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! You were supposed to put it in gear. Now here's here's the here's the best thing about this. Did the Batmobile in the comics? Have a turbine, a jet turbine engine. I don't think it did. The Batmobile did in this show. How many? Uh, yeah. And, and, and it and, has stayed that way. In, yep. There have been literally dozens of Batmobiles by, the, by now. There have been dozens. But the turbine engine that shoots fire out the back has been a mainstay for every single Batmobile since then. I think every live-action Batmobile has had it, and the animated series Batmobile yep. had it. You're right. Yeah, and it started. And this it was introduced. I think with, it with was. This. I'm not certain. Yeah. There might have been one where they had something like that on the back of the Batmobile. But it's also this Batmobile. This one, pretty much, they have been trying to recreate this Batmobile several times over. Every time they come up with a new Batmobile, you can see echoes of this one in it to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, because it's so fucking cool. It's just... I know you don't like cars, Steve, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I like this I, Batmobile. And I do... I am I am a little bit of a Batmobile nerd. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think it's probably my favorite live-action Batmobile. Um, I, 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 I do still really like the one from the Tim Burton movies. Eh. Um, but... But this one is, I mean, it's like the, the thing I like about it is, be, and it gets away with so much because this is a comedy and it's all played for laughs anyway. Like it sort of gets away with being like the yeah. magical car. Yeah. 
you know, but where like it, it just it can do whatever the plot requires it to do. What does it do in this movie do. other than drive them from point A to point B and and pretend and pretend yeah, to be broken it. down at some point? It doesn't have any. Yeah. It doesn't have any like yeah. superpowers. It's not like you know what was the magical cars that we had in the seventies during kids shows like Doom Buggy. I don't remember what they're called. Superbug or I can't. It's yeah. Yeah. it can't do yeah. amazing things, but or 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 like uh, or like like Night Rider. Yeah, it's definitely not. You know, like like that. Like that's the thing is like it's you're doing Batman, you're not doing Knight Rider. So I mean, that's one of the things. That's I think we, we we talked about this back months ago when we were talking about the the, the yeah. Batman, the Robert Pattinson one. Um, the Batmobile in that is, is just is my second a cool car, my second favorite Batmobile. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like just a badass, fast, powerful car. The Batman practical. uses to chase after people. It doesn't have like a Star Trek. It doesn't have a Star a Trek computer car, installed. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And and that's Me what too. I like about anyway, it. Anyway, we're getting off you know. topic. Come on, let's go. Yes. This movie. <laughs> let's go. Steve, take it away. Da, 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 da. Well, we start out with a very uh, thoughtful and sincere and earnest dedication yes. to all of the all of the crime fighters in the world. Um, and the movie is dedicated to them and to lovers of adventure everywhere. And then the spotlight, the spot, this is all written like, like chalked up on a, mm-hmm. on a brick wall. And then the spotlight shifts over to a man and a woman making out. And then we see more text on the wall that says, and if we have left out any other group of lovers, we sincerely <laughs> apologize. Um, and then we get the credits, which is uh, Batman and Robin kind of walking through spotlights and the, the mm-hmm. film has been tinted different colors. Um, and there's like shots and, and the villains we see the, it's, it's, it's very stylized oh, yeah. and, and very hip, you know, and very sort of modern art type, uh, or pop art. Um, and that's the, that's the credits. And then we get the beginning yes, of a Batman episode. We cut, <laughs> I mean, it's, we cut to a it's boat. Wayne Manor. We They've gotten a, a call from the commissioner. We have yeah, the yeah. narrator who, who I forgot in the credits. Yep. I should have put him in the credits. It's William Dozier. It's, it's William Dozier. And it's William Dozier. Um, yeah. What's going on with that boat? Nothing. It's just a boat. No, what's going on with the boat? No, it's, uh, it, it is owned by this fellow named That's Commodore right. Schmidlap. And he has apparently been the subject of a threat and he's a big, important mm-hmm. guy because, uh, he has, he's, he's an inventor. He's invented something, uh, very important. And so, and there's, there's, a, I guess either Batman and Robin or the police or somebody have been tipped off that he's in danger. So Batman and Robin, Bruce and Dick take to the bat poles and change into Batman and Robin. Wait, first we see them driving in their Chrysler Imperial. That's right, because they're all, yeah, they, they have to. They get yeah. they get to the mansion. We're outside. Um, Aunt, uh, what's her face? Aunt, 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 her Aunt Harriet. Aunt, Aunt Harriet and uh, Alfred are gardening or pretending like they're not fucking, because yeah. you know they are. You know are. they're totally hooking you up. You know they yeah. are. They're totally hooking up. They're alone. They're alone in that mansion most of the time. And Alfred has so, to do something to distract her so she doesn't find out the secret identities of, of Bruce. That's right. He has, he has been commanded by Batman to do that. <laughs> he doesn't like it. <laughs> Alfred, old friend, do whatever mm-hmm. is necessary to protect our secrets. But they hit the bat poles. Now they're Batman and Robin. We get no explanation as to who they are. No. Or why they, why they do this. They jump into the Batmobile. 
They take the Batmobile to the Batcopter. <laughs> yes, which of course which they I keep have, at the airport. Which I have sitting right there yeah. next to the Batboat. Yeah. And, and then they fly to uh, Commodore Schmidlap's yacht. Yes. Right? Yes, they do. Or do they? And I know, because as they get low... Okay, so Batman decides he's going to land on the boat. He climbs. He releases the Bat Ladder, and f- he tells Robin to get closer to the boat. Yeah. And just as he's about to touch the boat, what happens, Steve? The boat disappears. Holy Houdini. Oh. So <laughs> Batman goes into the ocean. Yes, he does. And he comes back up with a friend. He does. He made and a new friend. A big rubber shark that's shark. attached to it's his just leg. Chopping on his leg. And Batman says, Hey, Robin, bring me down the bat shark repellent. Mm-hmm. And Robin says, Okay. And- and now we witness two men dressed as Batman and Robin who are being paid stunt work pay to, <laughs> to dangle themselves out of a helicopter. By a rope ladder. By a rope ladder. And one of them is attached to a rubber shark. Yep. Robin gets the, gets the bat shark repellent down. He sprays the bat shark repellent. The shark lets go and falls down to the ocean and does what every shark does. Because I I know this for a fact, because I've seen Jaws. And sharks have a tendency to explode, even at the slightest annoyance. And the shark explodes. It explodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And just as we are going, wait, what? They're now giving a press conference in Commissioner Gordon's... um, uh, office. Right? Office, yeah. Yeah. And there are reporters from around the world. And one of them is Miss Kitka. Yes. From Mother from, Russia. From Mother Russia. And the don't they make all the reporters leave at some point so that they can discuss privately with Yeah. Uh, yeah, well there they, yeah, there 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 is a little little to the extent that there's any exposition in the movie at all, yes. there's a little tiny bit where, because Miss Kitka says, "Why don't? Could you please take off your masks so that we can get a picture of you?" And Batman says, "You know, um, well, we can't do that because yeah, if Commissioner you take off Gordon, our masks, Commissioner Gordon wets himself. She can't possibly <laughs> do that. <laughs> Why, their value as crime fighters would be completely destroyed if they were to <laughs> unveil their civilian identities." Um, <laughs> And then, this yeah, is then how all police the... work should be done. All of our police officers should have secret identities. <laughs> <coughs> My secret identity will be Captain Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> and then he puts on a mask and jumps out the window. Oh, no. The commissioner's <sighs> lost it again. Oh, I guess I'm the commissioner now. Oh, no. But after they're all gone, they then sit down to watch closed circuit TV. Where <laughs> they... <laughs> Where they review, it's very obvious that they just filmed all of these guys on a set where there's a curtain in front, in front of a curtain. Like they they took they took screen grabs from their appearances on the Ed Sullivan show. I guess I don't know what like, they remember were when doing. the Joker. Remember when the Joker and the Penguin and the Riddler and Catwoman were all on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> But we get because they realize that the because mm-hmm. Commodore Schmidt, what, what has happened is um, while Batman and Robin were distracted by the holographic ship and the exploding shark, the real Commodore Schmidlap has been kidnapped by somebody, um, but they don't know who. And so they're talking it over and they're like, well, you know, it, it could only be a supervillain who would be responsible for such a terrible crime. And it just so happens that the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler and Catwoman are all escaped from prison. That's right. All of them. 
Huh. And all of them. Do you want to go through the convoluted logic they use to realize that they're all working oh, together? God. I can't remember all of it. I just re- no I remember. No sane person can, Steve. No. <laughs> it's, well, and it's, and, and again, this is something that they did on the TV show all, all the, the time. time. Like, like almost all of the major deductions that Batman does to get to the next step in, in the case are these kinds of just completely bizarre leaps Especially in logic. Especially when it came, come, comes to the Riddler. That's the one I remember. Because, yeah, like, it's it's literally like somebody will say, will just say something. Like, Commissioner Gordon will say, like, somebody's playing a terrible joke on us. <gasps> joke? You know. Joker? And Batman, <laughs> and Batman will be like, exactly, the Joker. Yeah, and... And, uh, and then, then uh, the chief of was like, yeah. it's like one big riddle. Riddle-er. <laughs> And, and then that's not even he 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 still has to connect the dot all the way. So he goes riddle er uh-huh. the riddler. <laughs> like yeah, we got it, dude. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh. So we cut to the docks. And um we right. see uh Miss Kitka get out of a car, walk through a bar of rowdy drunks and into the <laughs> secret headquarters of what are they calling themselves? <laughs> the United Underworld. Which is a cartoon octopus strangulating the Earth, right? Yep. Yeah. And do we find out what they're planning to do? They've caught, they've, okay, so they've kidnapped Schmidlap, but for whatever yes. reason, don't ask me <laughs> why they're doing this. They are villains. They've already, there's no reason to do this. They have com- convinced Commodore Schmidlap that he's on his boat and that. You know that they're banked in by fog. Do you have a reason why yeah. they're doing it? No. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie because, yeah, he thinks he he doesn't know he's been kidnapped. He thinks he's on his boat, and he rings for tea. And a man in a purple and- <laughs> suit, dressed like a clown. The Joker, the Joker brings him his tea and like banters with him and talks to him and calls him sir. And like, there is no reason for them to do any of this. Mm-hmm. They've got, they, they kidnapped him to get his invention. They've got the invention. They, there's no reason why they need to keep this guy alive. Nope. Why they need to keep this guy unaware of his captivity. All of these contrivances they've gone through to make him think he's still on a ship and is not actually their prisoner is completely pointless. Yep. And yet they commit to it for the entire movie. They have one of their <laughs> they have one of their henchmen outside, um, yeah. moving a picture around of the water, not a you know, <laughs> so that when he looks out the window he can see that. And he's got one foot that has a, a, a scuba diver flipper on it in a bucket of water, and he blows on <laughs> yes. a foghorn every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So, and apparently it's just like that, like, permanently. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not going to kill him. They're not going to let him go. They're just going to keep gonna him just going to keep him there for some reason. <laughs> they're not holding him hostage. They're not asking for, no. for anything. So we cut back to... Um, the Batcave, and they're trying to figure out what happened with the boat, because the boat just disappeared. Right? Yeah, right. And then they use one of the back computers to figure out where the buoys were, where the boat disappeared. And they go, okay, so there was a buoy there. Let's go out to that buoy, because they have to have some sort of 
Because this is the important bit, figuring out the mystery of the disappearing boat. <laughs> Where the boat came from, yeah. Once again, they jump into the Batmobile, they drove out to the docks, and they get on the Batboat. The Batboat, yes. They take off, and, oh, God, Steve. They get at, so, uh, the villains have a, a submarine. Yes. A surplus yes, World War II submarine that the Penguin has turned into a penguin. Yes, kind of. painted like painted a penguin. And and yeah, it has a pe- has like a penguin face painted on the front of it. The periscope has a penguin head and on the top of it. And instead of a screw in the back to propel it through the water, it now has flippers. Yes, yes. They see Batman and Robin approaching the buoy, right? They come up to the buoy. That's, yeah. Because they're, <laughs> what they intend to do is get fingerprints from the buoy to find out who installed whatever. They find the device, right? They find the, they don't yeah, say, like a they don't say hologram. Yeah. No one knew what a hologram was back in no. back in '66, but a projector that projected the boat somehow. The villains from the from the from the submarine see them on it and they magnetize it because they knew that this would happen somehow. <laughs> they they had the foresight to install a powerful mm-hmm. magnet <laughs> into that the buoy. Both of them to be magnetized to the to the uh, the buoy and they start shooting torpedoes yeah. at him and yes. how does batman stop the torpedoes he manages to pull his bat radio out of his utility belt and reverse the polarity which has the effect of i believe he describes it as sending out waves of super energy that's right which is a completely made up thing <laughs> that doesn't isn't that, real. That 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 isn't real. That I'm pretty sure if it was real, you couldn't make it with a walkie-talkie mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and but this is this enables Batman to blow up the torpedoes before they reach and the target until his until the, the bat, last one. His, his bat radio runs out of batteries, and mm, we're f- we figure they're gonna die. The, the villains are like, this one's get, going, getting through. There's a tremendous explosion. Cut to Batman and Robin in the bad boat. And what do they, what do they say? Yes. They are, they're both very sober, very upset, very, very somber. Sort of, you know, speaking gravely. Yes, very somber, yes. Because apparently what occurred in that off-screen explosion was right before the missile hit, right before That's the right. torpedo hit. <sighs> A brave porpoise sacrificed Near itself human intelligence. and leapt in, <laughs> leapt into the path of the torpedo and took the hit, saving oh, did, Batman. Did and the Robin. did the porpoise also demagnetize them from the buoy? <laughs> I guess it must have. <laughs> they get back to the harbor and from the bat phone in the Batmobile, he calls the what vice admiral of the navy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who is Who just is in a nice little office with his secretary when Batman calls? With his secretary, and not only does he know yeah. who Batman is, but he's happy to get a call from them. <laughs> he's like super excited that Batman's calling him. He's like, "Oh, Batman!" And he calls them and he asks them, "Have you sold any surplus World War II submarines lately?" And he says, "Let me look it up on the Rolodex on my desk." And he finds it and he says, "Yes, we sold it to uh, I am the Penguin." And and to it and then they shipped it to a P.O. box. And yep. he scolds him a little bit, right? Yes, Batman is a little disappointed that they sold a submarine to someone mm-hmm. who did not provide a full address. That's right. <laughs> and he says, Gosh, Batman, I hope I haven't done anything wrong. 
And he's like, yes, motherfucker, you gave a goddamn weapon to a psychopath. <laughs> we just spent the better part of the afternoon dodging torpedoes launched from that piece of shit. You better, ooh, don't, uh, don't give him to Gotham ever again. Oh, Batman. <laughs> oh, Batman's mad at me. But while they're thinking about that, the Joker launches a Polaris missile. What's a Polaris missile? Yes, that's-, that's a nuclear weapon, but not in Batman. In Batman, <laughs> he even says it's a Polaris missile in the dialogue at one point. Yeah, and it's clearly you can see the the stock footage is of Polaris that's missiles. Right. But like it's but yeah. the Riddler has repurposed them so that they can skywrite incredibly long <laughs> sentences in the air. That just hang there forever, apparently, long enough that you can leisurely just read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first one was that he writes two, he writes two riddles in the sky. The first one is, what does a turkey do when he flies upside down? And the other one is, what weighs six ounces, sits in a tree, and is very dangerous? Now, one of these is a kid's joke, and the other one makes no fucking sense <laughs> but batman and robin have to go yes. back to commissioner gordon's um office so they can they can work through these thinkers steve they they gotta yes these 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 diabolical riddles so steve yes. what is the answer to the first one okay well the first one is why it gobbles up that's right and what is the second one <laughs> What is what what is what weighs six ounces and sits in a tree and is very dangerous? Um, a sparrow with a machine gun. That's right. Obviously. And obviously. Of course. So what does that what are those riddles for? Well, here's the here's the here's what's so great about it. So Bat Batman, of course, immediately solves both of the riddles and says, ah, gobbles up. A bird. Well, what gobbles up a bird but a cat? Like maybe Catwoman. So yeah. that's that's the answer to the riddles. So the Riddler launched this nuclear missile to skywrite two riddles for no other purpose than to just tell Batman that Catwoman is in on it too. That's it. It didn't tease another crime. It didn't provide any kind of a clue. It was just, oh, by the way, in case you hadn't guessed yet, Catwoman is part of this too. <laughs> it accomplishes nothing from the from the point of view of the villains. So now the villains decide, for some reason, I can't remember why, that they need to have Catwoman, disguised as Miss Kitka, go and seduce Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's 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 part of the, their plan is to to lure Batman in. That's right. And how? What better way by kidnapping than Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne, yeah. Gotham City's golden boy. Right. Right. And she'll bring him back to their lair, and Batman will come, and then they can kill Batman. Yes, right? that's the idea. Yeah, they're going. They're, the plan is to get Batman to launch Batman through the window on the Joker's hidden Jack in the Box, and then once he is thrown through the window, he will fall into the sea where the Penguin's exploding octopus is waiting. That's right. That is their plan. So now this is the, where the whole story slows down as we have the dippy date between between Bruce Wayne and Miss Kitka. Right? They go. Yes. They go to yes. a dinner. They go. To dancing they go on a carriage ride the entire time um robin and and alfred are stalking them right and reporting back to commissioner yes. gordon right 
because they yeah. think this is going to be a trap or something. I don't remember which one it is. What I do remember is... <laughs> doesn't he go back to Miss Kitka's apartment? Yes. And we cut to our supervillains flying through the air on gigantic... Mm-hmm. <laughs> on gigantic umbrellas supplied by... Why... Uh, okay, you know what? I've always had this question. <laughs> if they are capable of creating these things, why aren't they just rich independently as, as I don't know... <laughs> Military <laughs> contractors or something along those lines. You can you have you can create f- gigantic flying umbrellas that work right. that you can use to travel safely from place to he place. He trained. Why not just do he that? Trained. We forgot to bring this up. Penguin trained a shark to not only seek out and attack Batman, but also rigged it with explosives. <laughs> yes, like. You don't need to be doing these things you're doing, and man. the octopus is set to explode. How did they manage to do that? I don't know. Anyway, they're flying along because they plan on kidnapping Bruce Wayne. They get to her apartment. Yes. And then they kidnap Bruce Wayne. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in the movie is when Bruce and Kitka are like making out or about to make out in her room. And then the other three villains burst into the room led by the Riddler who says... Aha! This is a kidnapping! <laughs> they take him back to the to the headquarters, and what are they forcing him to do? I don't think they're forcing him to do anything. They just kind of have him tied no, up. No, they have him tied up, and he demands to see Miss Kitka, to know that she's okay. So okay. they have Catwoman change back into her Miss Kitka disguise and pretend to be tied up in this room in the back, and they bring Bruce in. That's right, and, and I, they yeah, see each other yeah. for briefly... Then he threatens to kill them. Yeah. If you harm one hair on her head, I'll rend you no. limb from he limb. He literally says, if you harm one hair on her head, I'll kill you all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does, yes. And I was like, yes. shit, I thought this was the friendly Batman. But I guess he is, technically he's, gotten... he's not Batman right now. He's Bruce Wayne, but... <laughs> He, he's gotten very attached to this girl after one day. After eight hours, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's freaking out because Batman, we don't know where Batman is, but it's okay because he, he escapes himself, right? He rushes, yeah, yeah. rushes back home. They get dressed up as Batman and Robin, and they are now rushing to the hideout um, to free Miss Kitka, right? Right. Right. Meanwhile, we now are introduced to the dehydration machine. <laughs> yeah, this was the Commodore Schmidlap's invention. Yes, and so they demonstrate yeah. it by bringing out the five guinea pigs who have shirts that say GP1 through GP5. <laughs> yes. They shoot him with it. Now, this dehydrator was to assist in making whiskey. That's the idea, yes. Okay. How? I have no idea how this would be of any use in distilling whiskey, but apparently that's why the guy invented it. He brings out the guinea pigs. They dehydrate them all. They turn into little piles of of sand, and they scoop up the sand, and they put them in little vials. Because Penguin has a plan, don't he? He sure does. Oh, boy. A brilliant plan. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Batman and Robin get there. Instead of going into the bar, they climb up the sidewall. What is the name of the bar again? The... Oh shit! It has yeah. It's like a reference to like. We'll call it the honeycomb. We'll call it the honeycomb hideout. I don't know, but he they're the honeycomb. They're climbing up right. 
Um, they yeah. get Batman and Robin break in. They're gone. They're all gone. Everybody, there's no one there, right? Yep. Um, except for what, Steve? A gigantic cartoon bomb that's, that's lit. That is lit with the uh, the fuse yeah. and because Batman's the villains like, figure. Well, yeah. the Batman's not going to show up now because Bruce Wayne is gone. So let's just blow up the hideout. Let's go to the submarine. Yeah, and we'll continue on there. And now we have an extended scene of Batman running all over this goddamn Godoc for five minutes looking for a place where he can throw the, the <laughs> fucking bomb. But everywhere he goes, there's a woman with a, there's a woman with a, a stroller. This Salvation Army band. Um, Pre <laughs> that is everywhere. Children. He gets to a part where he can throw it in the water. There's a couple making out. He goes to another part, and there are duck decoys, which are supposed to be ducks, but they're obviously decoys. <laughs> they're obviously not real ducks. He finally yeah. runs. There's an yep. explosion, and Robin briefly thinks, "Okay, Steve." Yes. He runs up to this pile of metal poles, right? Right. And he goes, "Batman." Oh, no, Batman. And Batman stands up from behind these metal poles right next to Robin. Robin could have seen yes. him when he ran up. He, you, would, you would think he would have. Yes, you would think he would have. And that's when he tells him, no, no, we're, I'm fine. And then the penguin shows up with the worst. He's dressed up like Commodore Schmidlap, right? Yes. Both Batman yes. and Robin know that this is the penguin. They try to take his fingerprints, but it turns out he does has none. Because he has resin over them or something? Right. Something like that, yeah. And they know that Penguin wants to get to the Batcave for whatever reason, right? But they play along with him for whatever right. reason. They play along with him. And they knock him out so that he won't know yeah. where the Bat the Batcave is. Commodore, Sh he gets out, still <clears throat> pretending to be Commodore Schmidlap, where they're going to do some sort of test on him, right? To prove who he is. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the idea. Yeah, he volunteers to go to the Batcave to take some kind of test. Meanwhile, to prove his he's connecting and, these yeah. vials filled with the henchman sand to the di the drinking water dispenser because he says <laughs> yes. he's parched. But the other side of the drinking water dispenser is the heavy water that they use in the nuclear reactor that they have in the Batcave. <laughs> Yes, yes, and he absentmindedly flips the, the switch water. so that when he turns it on, it, it dispenses Which is good the to heavy know water. When you yeah. want to get a drink, that you don't want to accidentally switch it to heavy water, right? You, that's important. Yeah. So yeah. the henchmen rehydrate, and they yeah. don't really have much of a fight, do they? No, they they go to attack. Batman punches one, and they he all just disappear. Disappears. A couple of them run into each other. One and starts. Then, yeah, yeah. Robin punches one, one, they disappear. The penguin hits one with his umbrella one of them, and he disappears. One of them yeah, they, starts within screaming, I was somewhere else a second ago! <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they knock him out again. They knock Penguin out. They are pretending to take him someplace. I don't know where. And then Batman pretends that the Batmobile broke down. <laughs> Yes. But not before giving Robin a pill that will counteract any knockout gas, right? <laughs> That's, yes, exactly. Then the penguin sprays them with knockout gas and takes off in the Batmobile. And they run off to yep. the side of the road. We're hidden under whatever weeds were on the side of the road that day. <laughs> Is is the bat cycle yep. another thing that I have right is there? Is the bat cycle the bat boat and the bat copter? And um, they decide they're going to go and get in the bat copter, right? 
It's great to know that the side yes. sidecar for the bat, bat cycle has a little stupid <laughs> go-kart that detaches and boy <laughs> boy it's ridiculous yeah. but he only so that they can both get on at yep. the same time from their corresponding yeah at the same time so now they're following yeah. the batmobile based on its bat locator right and meantime yeah uh the riddler sees them right no no the riddler is just launching another polaris right the riddler launches and when he, another when he looks through the periscope from the submarine it, yeah. he sees that he's also hit Batman and Robin, right? Because he can see them not falling right. out of the sky. And, and he's amazed that he's got them. He thinks he's killed them. But what happens, Steve? Oh, well, the, the, the Batcopter crashes, but it happens to crash um, in a... So it's, it's like a foam, foam rubber, rubber factory. Convention. And, they, and they have a display. A foam rubber convention, that's it. It's a foam, a foam rubber convention. rubber in its natural form... <laughs> I don't know what that means. It would just be it would just be rubber. <laughs> Foam rubber is not naturally occurring. <laughs> it's not natural. And there's a great there's a great line where Batman says because uh, Robin says it sure is lucky that we happen to land in this pile of foam rubber. And um, and Batman says he acknowledges how unlikely it is, but then he says although I did think that's I right. saw it out of the corner of my eye <laughs> that's right so what did what so, did yeah. the uh what did the uh polaris missile write do you remember it was it was two more riddles um i remember i don't remember the first one i remember the second one was um what what group of people <laughs> is always in a hurry? And and the and the and the first one I can't remember the riddle, but the answer is uh, slipping on a I banana I think it's peel. how do you divide or something like that? Seventeen apples among sixteen people. Do you remember? But the answer is oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, and you make applesauce. You and make I think applesauce. the first one yes. is oh jeez, I can't remember. It's it's equally stupid. It's something along the lines of. I think the answer is an egg, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the, the you're right. I, I'm thinking of other ones. Yes, the egg is, and it's like the egg, the, the, our, all right. of our hopes for the future. Yeah, it's what and goes Robin's up And like, white. like the United it World Organization. Yellow and white. <laughs> an egg. Yeah, an, an egg, yeah. So from that, they deduce that the villains are going to kidnap the Security <laughs> Council of the United World and mm-hmm. use the dehydrator to... Re, to that's right. You know, from those two answers. Dehydrate them. Um so, yeah, and they've crashed the Batcopter, and the Batmobile have is, has been taken by the Penguin. So, luckily, yes, luckily they they're in top physical condition. So they and run through the streets of, of Gotham of City is to the United World headquarters. of them running through the streets, and other times it's yes. them running yes. with a projected background for whatever reason. Yep. Uh, they uh, use the river to get their submarine. To the UN, not UN, UN place. And they use penguin the gas not to UN, knock everybody yeah. out. And we see all the UN delegates, and they're all arguing inside of a tiny conference room in, in what looks like the back of a Safeway. And <laughs> they... And they dehydrate all of them. None of them take any notice that a man dressed, a man in a purple top hat and a, and no. a, and a black tuxedo... A woman in a skin-tight cat suit, and she 
that's why it's called a cat suit, everybody. And a, a clown and a man dressed in a, a green leotard have come into the room with an object that looks very much like a gun, but they won't stop fighting. <laughs> they don't they don't notice they don't stop for anything they don't stop when the villains walk in the room no they don't even stop the last when they one start is arguing at no at nobody <laughs> the last no one, one is still yes who is he talking the, to who is he uh, talking Batman to Batman and Robin don't get there until they've oh, already collected so all of them right they've gotten all of them and now they're back yeah, on the submarine right. and their plan is to um, uh, keep them as hostages and each country must pay a billion dollars to get them back. And, and with that money... Yep. The, to get their people back, yep. Their group will take over the entire world, right? With $9 billion. With, with $9 billion. Ca- they, Batman and Robin are now in the Batboat trying, trying to get to the submarine. And they start shooting, they start shooting uh, um, torpedoes at them, which they miss. All of them? Torpedoes, yeah. Right? And Robin pulls out this bazooka? I think so, that yeah. can make the torpedoes go in a different direction? Don't they turn them around and send them back to the... <coughs> Excuse me. Back to the submarine? Or or is it or are they bat charges? I think Batman says something about it shoots it's bat something. charges. It's something. It's some kind All of I know is they have to surface. And, he, and then we have it at the submarine. a very long fight scene where everyone goes into the water at one point or another. They beat them up. Yeah. They, <laughs> they yeah. beat them up. And um, as Batman is, is arresting Catwoman, what happens? Because he's looking for Miss Kika. Um. Oh, that's right. Catwoman goes down into the submarine and she trips and falls and her mask falls off. And Batman, like, you know, turns her over and he sees her face and he realizes Catwoman Mm -hmm. is Miss Kitka. And he is he is devastated. And 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 Robin's like, I'm sorry, Batman. And Batman's like, don't say anything. It'll give away our secret identities. And he's over it just like that. He's he's like oh, these these things mm-hmm. happen in the life of a crime fighter. It doesn't matter, and he's <laughs> and then he's back to being um, Batman again. Then he notices yeah. that the vials containing all of the UN delegates is teetering precariously, about to fall off a thing, and he grabs yep. it, and he says, "Thank goodness." And then Commodore Schmidlap comes out, trips, <laughs> falls into Batman, <laughs> grabs the vials, falls down, and all of the all of the dust gets scattered and mixed up and then he sneezes into it. Isn't that great? Oh boy. Yep. That's uh-huh. that's all fucked up but now. The only ones that can take yep. care of it are the Cape Crusaders. Because they have a soup super yeah, molecular <laughs> dust separator in the back game. Isn't it lucky that they just so happen to have is that. talking to them over the bat phone from his office and then communicating what is happening <laughs> to the whole world, the BFI reporters, and the President of the United States. Yep. Yes. And even though they don't say his name, he yes. says, and I don't think I need to tell you who that was. <laughs> yes. I needn't tell you with whom I have now just Now Batman spoken. and Robin are wearing surgical masks and white aprons as doctors. With their capes, cowls, and everything else. They've put rubber gloves over their regular gloves. <laughs> yes. Uh, over their costume gloves. Yes. And they're about to uh, 
separate all of the dust into its components so that they can bring everyone back to normal. Robin says, hey, let's fuck with them genetically. And Bruce is like, no. <laughs> Don't you remember what happened? We literally murdered those men when we kicked them because of, no, we're not doing that again. We're not doing that, kid. But they man- managed to separate all the dust. We cut to Commissioner Gordon telling people that they did it. And they cut to, you know, these scenes of people all over the world. Every time they say, we're ready to hydrate, we cut to crowds of people where it's daytime, no matter where we're cutting. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone, you know, they make the announcement, they're ready to hydrate, you know, or they're separating the dust because everyone is hanging on to the whole world. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody's so concerned about the fate mm-hmm. of the U.N. Security and, Council. Um, you know, Batman has taken a water wiggle and broken it up and repurposed it so that everybody is everybody <laughs> yes. is he's literally there's a shot of him standing there with a hose that he connects to a bottle of light. Light water soft. <laughs> it's one of it's one of my it's one of my favorite of all the wacky visuals in this movie. Maybe the funniest sight gag to me is when Batman just stands <laughs> there with a fucking garden hose That's in right. his hand. And <laughs> then it just passes it to Robin. Mm-hmm. To begin the rehydration process. And he just That's hands right. him a fucking they green garden hose. And the water starts to drip. Everyone's <laughs> concerned. And then all of a sudden, just as they disappeared, they magically rehydrate. They're not piles of goop. They're just right back to normal. They're closed, everything. <laughs> and they're right back into yep. arguing. They don't even know everything. what has happened, right? Except there's one problem. Yep. <sighs> they're all speaking the wrong language. Oh, no. That's right. Yeah. The German guy is speaking Yiddish, or I don't know what he's speaking. You know, the Japanese guy is British. The French guy is, I don't know. Every, it's all mixed up. The The British guy is Russian, and he's doing, like, you know, pounding his shoe on That's the right. table, like Khrushchev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, but everyone's, yay, they're alive. The whole world celebrates. <clears throat> Batman and Robin mm. realize that they've done fucked up. So they just, <laughs> he says, let's leave discreetly. Gentlemen, you do know what you look like, right? You're going to leave discreetly. You're Batman and Robin, for God's sake. But do they leave through the door quietly? They do not. Do they take the elevator? They don't take the do elevator. they put on big hats and coats like the Ninja Turtles so no one will recognize them in their costumes? <laughs> they don't do that either. Oh, no. What do they do, Steve? They leave discreetly by climbing out the window and climbing down the side of the building on their back right. And we, we see them outside, slowly descending on the outside of the building. The end. Kind of disappointing ending. The living end. It should have ended with another bat signal in the air, right? Gorilla yeah. Grodd has escaped. Who? <laughs> oh, now there is a sequel tease. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna do Gorilla Grodd on this show. Mr. How the Freeze fuck is, it just... is freezing the uh, Gotham Beach. No one can get a suntan or so, who knows. <laughs> Why the fiend? <laughs> that frozen fiend. Um, okay, movie's over. <clears throat> we had our fun, Steve. Yes. Tell me how you feel. Yes. About Batman sixty six. <sighs> I mean, the older I get and the more Batman stuff I see, the more grateful I am that this movie and that this TV show <laughs> exist. Because um, I love Batman and I love 
I love a I love a serious mm-hmm. Batman. Um, you know, I love the Dark Knight. I love the Batman. But I am also very, very happy that we have this movie too that succeeds precisely because it doesn't take Batman or itself seriously at all. Um, I've seen this movie. I don't even know how many times, and it still gets funnier <laughs> every time I watch it. There is something about this style of comedy where everything is silly and absurd and outrageous, but it's all played with an utterly straight face that just kills me. Um, there's a thing that the TV show does all the time and that this movie does too, where it, it shows you something that's just completely preposterous. And then it says, watch this. I'm going to make it even sillier. Um, so like... The opening sequence. You've already got Batman and Robin flying a Batman-branded helicopter (laughs) out to sea to find a guy named Commodore Schmidlap. And that's the starting point. That's pretty goofy right there. But then they escalate the absurdity so many times just in that sequence. Batman decides the best way to get on the boat is to descend via rope ladder. Uh, Then the yacht disappears. Then he comes out of the water with an obviously fake shark on his leg. Then, of course, the solution to that problem, Robin, give me the bat shark repellent, which Robin chooses from a selection of various kinds of sea creature repellent that they keep in the bat copter. And then he climbs down the ladder and hangs upside down and hands it to Batman, who sprays the shark, which, of course, then explodes. That's just one scene. And the movie does this again and again, taking a starting point that is already just utterly ridiculous and making it more and more and more ridiculous. Um, the most famous example mm-hmm. is the bomb scene, which is brilliant. But, but the movie does this over and over again. Um, if Adam West is not on someone's list of the best live action superhero actors, I don't know if I can <laughs> be friends with that person. Um, he's so perfect as this Batman. He is the straightest of arrows, the squarest of squares. He gets this hilariously overwrought quality of disgust in his voice when he addresses the villains. There's that scene, I think it's when they they catch them as they're getting away after having dehydrated the UN or the, the United World Council. And they're like running out and Batman and Robin run in at the far end of the hallway. And Batman says, stop right there, you criminals. Like, he's just so disgusted by them. Um, There's that bit we talked about. We referenced it a little bit when uh, after he gets rid of the bomb and then Robin finds him and Robin says, gosh, Batman, you were willing to risk your life for those lowlifes in that bar. And Batman says, they may be drinkers, Robin, but they're human beings. (laughs) (laughs) And they may still be salvaged. What does he always say? Gosh, I never thought about it that way, Batman. Yes, exactly. You're right, Batman. Um, and, and so Adam West is Batman sets the tone for everyone else. Like everyone plays it totally straight. And the sillier it is, the more serious the characters seem to take it and the funnier it gets. There's a scene, that, that scene early on when they're deducing the, the, the involvement of the villains. And like, it's the dumbest conversation you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I... I cackle when I watch that because none of those characters has a clue how stupid they are or how stupid this situation is. Um, 
it's overwrought, it's melodramatic, its plot moves forward through characters relying on totally unfounded leaps of logic and convenient technology that might as well be magic. And it all appears to be painfully earnest and sincere, even though there's this incredibly arch irony running under everything. And weirdly enough, even though it's played for laughs and it's ludicrous, we probably see Batman being a detective more in this movie than any other live action Batman movie until the most recent one with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, even though it's, it's played for a goof and he's, you know, he's doing his detective work by jumping to these insane conclusions on the basis of nothing. Like he is still in theory being a detective and solving crimes and you just, Batman doesn't really do that in movies very often. Um, which is kind of a, a telling little detail about the way the character is approached in, in other movies. Like even this incredibly silly comedic take on Batman gets that part of his appeal is that he's a detective <laughs> and, the, and most of the other movies don't really seem to pay much attention to that. So, I mean, it's, it's the funniest of all the Batman movies. It's one of the best of all the Batman movies and it's one of the best of all superhero movies, period. I, I just, I love it. I think it's fantastic. So, your turn. Okay. Um, you know, I would like to say that I have a complicated history with this Batman, but I don't really. I have a, oh, what's popular kind of um, thing where I went through, I loved it as a little kid. I loved it as a little kid until mm-hmm. about, I don't know, maybe 11. You know, I didn't hate it. I had fond memories of it. It was something that was on TV. I dressed up like Batman. My idea of Batman was this Batman. I wasn't really reading the comics in the 1970s, so I didn't realize that there was going through much of a change. And then at some point, and I know exactly what point that was, um, some some person wrote a comic book called The Dark Knight Returns. And then everything about what Batman was changed, and it became super gritty and dark and troubled and upset and you know and it was a great comic book don't get me wrong it's still a great comic book it's still a classic comic book it's sure. a great elseworld's tale uh which is what it was supposed to remain right that's all it was it was not supposed to be brought into canon but dc who sm- <laughs> who smelled money decided to make all of the shit that's in there as part of the batman thing and then batman changed and everybody who loved Batman 66 now all of a sudden hated Batman 66, and I was one of them. I was one of those people, when they brought it up, I'd roll my eyes and go, oh, Jesus. And then at some point, I grew the fuck up, and I watched, yeah. and I watched Batman 66. I admitted I loved it, and now that I knew more about the Silver Age comics, I realized that this is probably the most accurate translation of a period of time for Batman. And you can't just pretend that it never happened or we don't like it anymore. And apparently a lot of people like me and like Steve got over ourselves. And now (laughs) Batman 66 is a legit Batman for everybody. So, so much for the legacy. What do I think about it as a movie? It's fucking hilarious. And it's only meant to be hilarious. It's supposed to be funny. If you find things in there that don't make sense, it's there for a reason. It's not supposed to make sense. None of it. When, they, when they're confronted with riddles, they make such outlandish um, theories based on the answers, which of course are right, 
But none of them make any sense. Ever. The TV show was like that. Why would the movie be any different? Am I looking for logic in this? No. Am I looking for things that make sense? No. And the, 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 the only part of this that actually surprised me, and I knew it was in the movie before, is Bruce Wayne threatening to kill all of the villains if anything happens to Miss Kitka. <laughs> I mean, that was, the only, that was the only bit of darkness that you got out of. And the rest of the time, Batman is exactly who he was from the comics. You know, he always had an answer. Maybe the boy wonder said things sometimes. Like, gosh, Batman, why don't we just break out guns and kill all of them? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Can't we just be done? <laughs> we, we're in an endless Ouroboros. We just keep chasing them, putting them in jail, and they keep getting out. If we <laughs> kill them, they won't come back. What Batman's saying? We don't take lives wrong. Right? That's it. We just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, gosh, Batman, I hadn't thought about it like that before. Uh, have you been sitting on a whole lot of revenge fantasies, Robin? <laughs> you, you've never thought of it like Why that Why are they before? Batman and Robin? Who cares? Who cares? That's Doesn't one of matter. the greatest things about this Batman. We don't give a shit what happened to his parents. If that backstory is there, <laughs> they're smart enough to never bring it up. Boy, would this be weird if they had no. to stop every time they're running to the bat poles so that Batman can fall on the ground and cry in front of the portrait of his parents. <laughs> <coughs> or Robin. Even, not even Robin's that broken up about the death of his parents. But Batman sure is. No. But that's great. We don't need it because that isn't what kind of movie this is. I've seen it a number of times. Are there parts where it's really long? Yes. Do I skip over the date part? Yes, I do. I do every single time. <laughs> because it's just it's one of those things. First time you watch it, oh no, poor Batman's going to get his heart broken. And then he gets his heart broken. And that lasts for approximately 22 seconds. <laughs> because Commodore Schmidlap fucks up everything at the very end. When they, We could have ended it right there in the submarine, Commodore. We didn't need this last scene where... We once again prove that Batman is also a scientific genius, which is what he was in the comic books. He did, you know, he just was. It's, he, he was. He was. That's mm -hmm. why everyone respected Batman. And we don't need any of the explanations or anything else. This is a comedy. We're laughing at it, and that's fine, right? This is, you know, the reason why people got so upset about Batman was because you can't take it seriously. That's one of the great things about this Batman. I don't need to take it seriously. Am I terribly concerned that the that the villains who have tried multiple times to murder people are just going to go to jail and break out two or three <laughs> weeks from now and they're going to come up with another way to kill Batman and Robin? Yes, I hope they do. I hope they do because that's what I like. They're going to come up with something stupid that they want to steal <laughs> and also have a trap for Batman and Robin that Batman and Robin will get out through some convoluted weird way or something that's in their, something that's in their utility belt. I mean, eventually they start realizing, maybe we should take the utility belts away from them. That might be a good idea. They won't be, but they'll figure out some other way, or something will break, or a bird will fly in and land on the switch that will turn off the machine that's going to kill them. And I don't throw up my arms and go, Jesus Christ, I laugh and laugh and fucking laugh, because they know exactly what they are from the very beginning, the only mistake they'd make, and I brought this up during our Batman and Robin review. They wanted to make this movie in Batman and Robin, but they also wanted the other grown-up, dark, emotional crap in it. N uh, -uh. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you try putting work. any of that crap in here, and then all of a sudden, no one knows what to feel. No one knows what to do. The cartoony, oh, Miss Kitka thing, we're not supposed to take seriously. And Batman only dwells on it for about 10 seconds. Robin says, gosh, I'm sorry. And he says, no, it'll give away our secret identities. That's it. We know he was sad briefly. It was fucking ridiculous that he didn't recognize who she was, even when she had the little domino mask on her face. <laughs> We knew it was going to come up. It was going to be overblown and overdramatic, just like everything else. Hey, Steve, are there any other cops in Gotham? Because I saw none. I saw zero. I saw zero cops. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. There's that. There's that. There's an episode of the of the of the show where it seems like Batman and Robin aren't going to show up. Like. Commissioner Gordon calls the bat phone and Batman's not there and Alfred doesn't know where he is and he hangs up and mm-hmm. there's like this just ashen look on his face and Chief, o- Chief O'Hara is like, what's wrong, Commissioner? And he's like, he's not there. Chief O'Hara, do you know what this means? This means we're going to have to take That's care right. of this one ourselves. And like the camera pushes in on him. Like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. The police are going to have to fight crime by themselves. They cut to the squad room. They're all fat guys asleep. They haven't worked in years. Um, but I love it. I love this movie. I honestly do. It's just fun. And that's all it's meant to be is just fun. Are Batman and Robin admirable? Kind of, in their ridiculousness, they kind of are. Yeah. You know? Even though it's presented as being ridiculous, what they're saying isn't awful, right? Batman has compassion, even for the frickin' shark. What kind of fiend would do that to a poor defenseless animal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. It's Penguin. Um... (laughs) And, 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 you know, when the dolphin jumps in front of the, to the the torpedo. Like, they play their reaction to it. Like, they are genuinely upset by that. Yes, they are. Yes, they yeah. are. I would be. Well, yeah, so would I. Yeah, but, like, the fact that it's, you know... There are great you know. little things. When the Riddler thinks he's actually killed Batman, and he, the other villains are laughing, and he turns away for a second, and he actually says, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite reactions of anyone. He's absolutely surprised that he... He's managed to kill Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. And I, wa- I don't watch it on the regs, but as I've pointed out, of all of the Batman stuff that I could own, with all the models and everything else, the only stuff that I do have are all from 66. Yeah. I don't have Keaton crap or Dark Knight crap or any of that other crap. But when I see the black with red pinstriping, I get, I get excited. Yeah. If I could collect more props... From the show, I boy, I would love a can of of uh, bat shark. Uh, sorry, it's shark repellent. Shark bat repellent spray. bat spray. Yes. It is. It is not bat no, shark it is repellent. Not. not technically. We, we need to know they're not technically. We need to know <laughs> my favorite part when he asks for the uh, for the uh, uh, shark repellent bat bat spray. Robin in their helicopter. Which, by the way, has no floats for landing in the water. <laughs> opens a compartment. Yep. In which there is barracuda repellent bat spray. Yep. What else uh, is in there? Whale, whale repellent. repellent. Bat spray? Yes, whale repellent, shark repellent, and uh, was it man- manta ray? Manta ray repellent bat yeah. spray that they just have just in case on on board the yep. co- on the boat just in case they're out out to sea. <laughs> 
on a helicopter that can't land in the water. <laughs> and you might need to spray away a manta ray from your helicopter. <laughs> that's, that's right. And that's what I love about it is they put it in there. They hoped someone would laugh. I did. I didn't when I was a little kid. I was like, of course. Yeah, of course. Batman's prepared for everything. Of course, Batman, yeah. Batman's prepared for everything. That's why I love him, right? He's got everything sorted out. He's almost always in control, even when they fail, which they do on a regular basis in this show. Oh, sure. And in this movie. He always, he doesn't panic. He doesn't freak out, even when he's looking for a place to throw the bomb that has the longest internal fuse I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> it life. It takes forever. <laughs> he's not panicking, and uh, it's a great sight gag. Worthy, oh. worthy, of, a silent, worthy of a good silent the, the sight of him desperately racing along the pier with that bomb over his head is one of the funniest sight gags I've seen in any movie. Like it is his mm-hmm. body language, the way he, you know, sh- like sh- uh, shoves past people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. So Steve, classic? Absolutely. Classic. Me too. Classic recommend. Hey, Steve. Yeah, buddy. Now it's time for you to not recommend something. Well, see, this one was easy. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was. Because I am I am not recommending another Batman movie, but it is a Batman movie that I'm, I'm, I bet most of our listeners have not actually seen. I've only actually seen it once. Um, in the 60s and 70s, and even into the 90s, there was a series of unauthorized Batman movies produced in the Philippines. Oh, dear God. These were all done in the style of the 60s Batman. Um, and I'm recommending the only one that I was able to find and actually watch online, which is the most recent one from 1991. Uh, that even though by that point, the dark Batman had kind of taken over in the culture and the, the Michael Keaton movie had come out. And, but this is still done in the style of the 1960s Adam West Batman. It is completely unauthorized. Um, it was distributed in the Philippines and then they had to withdraw it because, of course, Warner Brothers sued because oh yeah, you can't just make a Batman movie. Um, but it's called Alias Batman and Robin. And it stars, I think even in the Philippines, the actors are not well known it's it's clearly a very amateur you know production um but Mm -hmm. it's done in it's done in the style of the 60s batman and you know it it has the classic villains it has their own versions of the penguin and the joker and the riddler etc um and it's kind of goofy and kind of fun just the fact that it exists but as a movie like it doesn't have the wit or the you know the the sort of ironic edge that the the real 60s batman has it's not it's not it's funny to laugh at because it's so poorly done it's not funny because it's written well or acted Mm -hmm. well um it's just kind of a curiosity to watch and go oh geez look at that um so that is my not recommendation apparently the a couple of these are 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 lost like they just nobody had nobody has them no one Um, cared they're not lost they were tossed in a bin (laughs) <laughs> there was one I there was one I think the first one that they made in 67 when the show was still on the air that is as far as I can tell just doesn't exist anymore but I wish I could have found that and watched that one uh, cuz it was called Batman meets Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> can you Which, imagine I'm sorry a, but that has happened in the comics. Oh, in the comics uh, yeah yeah in the, in the 90s they did Batman there was there was a, a trilogy of of elseworld stories Bat- where Batman Batman, meets Dracula. Batman met Dracula Batman met Sherlock Holmes 
Yes, that's true. They did that, yeah. Mm-hmm. A very, very old Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I think they did that one in the 70s, and Sherlock Holmes was supposedly like 100 years old, and he was living in Tibet. <laughs> and yeah. like Batman met him, and he was like, oh, the, the world's two greatest detectives together at last. Mm-hmm. They um, Batman yeah, met so, the Shadow, which was great. That, have you ever yes. read that one? That was great. Uh, yeah, and I tell you my favorite of the classic heroes like the classic pulp heroes um batman in the spirit darwin cook oh, did, uh darwin cook did batman meets the spirit and it was fantastic it was so good a darwin cook wrote darwin it the cook did it, was, it i it need to great. find yeah. i need to find that it then. was great if you've never read that you should find that because that was fantastic Yay. yeah okay yeah. now it's my turn to not recommend something as you guys know Go i like to not recommend a movie oh. From the same year that the movie of the movie that we just reviewed, so it's 1966, and somewhere down the road, some people with almost no money wanted to get in on this Batman shit. They wanted to put out a movie and they wanted to make money based on name recognition alone. But they had no money for sets, costumes, and they figured <laughs> we'll film it outside nearby the pool and we'll call the movie "The Wild World of Batwoman." <laughs> i've seen i've seen yeah. this movie have you seen this so movie? have i do you remember well I, i've seen it because because it, it was mystery it was a mystery science theater yeah episode. that's know. the only version do of it I've seen. i haven't seen remember like, the plot at all of this not movie? at not all not at all not there's at all. a reason not at all. it is garbage black and white it black <laughs> and white no money batwoman doesn't look anything approaching to anything of batman they just wanted the word batwoman in it they put in wild world yeah. because you know the, the other movie was and tv show were popular it was just a way to get kids to watch women in bikinis hang around a pool and do something it stars nobody it's garbage don't see it the wild world of batwoman hey steve <laughs> yes my friend i'm dangerous when i don't prepare Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. And as I told you, I had not written down anything for the for That's the terrible true. choice, but I did come up with a terrible choice that I'm going to make <sighs> you make. Okay. <laughs> Great. But I'm not going to provide you with an A, B, or C. I'm going to provide oh. you with the topic, and you oh. are going to have to pick. And knowing you, okay, this might be very easy <laughs> or very difficult. You can consider okay. this. My Christmas present to you, since this, I think, is going out at Christmas. I don't know. When is this going out? I have no idea. It's an early... Thanks, th- the, week, the week after Thanksgiving, Well, I, I can't send you food without it going bad, so I may as well just do this. Steve, okay. you get to pick a movie from one of your favorite movie makers. Oh. Someone that we've never done on the show. But oh boy. boy, oh boy, the two of us hasn't stopped talking about him. Didn't prevent us from talking about him. Our patrons are probably sick to death of us bringing him up. They heard a lot about him during the Charlie Chaplin uh, fucking City Lights review. <laughs> Steve? Yes. Your terrible choice is you must choose a movie mm-hmm. featuring or made by Buster Keith. Oh. Oh, this is tough. Uh-huh. Um, because like my first instinct is to say Sherlock Jr., but I, I knew that would be your instinct. But I also knew you'd second guess yourself. Well, oh, you know me so well. Well, and because like I mean, I can always keep Sherlock Jr. in my back pocket for like a birthday movie or something. Um, or if one of us is dying and we need or, to get it out. And... Right, right. I think we should do for because we've never done a Keaton movie, have we? Nope. We've talked th- about him. I think we should do the General. Do you want to do the General? I think the General is yeah, because that's sort of. You're, 
You're locking that, it in? That's the big one. Yeah, let's do is the general. Is that the big one? All right. I'm, yes, final answer. Let's do the general. Steve has made his terrible choice. Please join us next time when we will be reviewing the general. And technically, this is going to be, we record on the 4th for the next one, so it'll be Christmas time. Okay. So that's, that is, that is... That is going to be your Christmas present. Yeah, thank you. I just brain farted my way out of thinking of something to choose from. So, yay! Thanks, guys, for uh, listening once again. For late seating, this is Jason Harding, and see a movie this week. And this is Steve Shives, and I will leave you with the words my father said to me every morning when he dropped me off at school Bon voyage, pussy. (laughs) You do know that I have to call your dad now when you do this to him. Right? <laughs> but when see, you, I flipped you it. You attribute I, some <laughs> awful quote to him. <laughs> I was watching totally. the movie. I was watching the movie. And I usually what I do when I, when, when I pick the quote that I do for that bit is I'll go through like the IMDB page of memorable quotes. And I'll mm-hmm. find something that I think I can do something with. I was yeah. watching the movie. And at the, near the end, when they're fighting on the submarine, and it's, it's Batman, Catwoman has her cat, mm-hmm. and the cat is, and, and she throws the cat at Batman, and Batman catches the cat, and then f- finishes the fight holding the cat. That's right. And then he, and then he puts the cat on a life raft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as he puts the cat on the life raft, he says, bon voyage, pussy. And as soon as I heard him say that, I was like, that's the that line. That reminds exactly- me of something that my dad would say when he drops me <laughs> off at school. I thought that's the line, and that, and I know exactly what the joke is. It's that my dad used to say that to me. Okay, so on, on recording days, I promised your so. father I would call him at a round dinner after oh, oh, after he okay. finished eating. The conversation sure. will be, hello, Mr. Shives. And his response <laughs> will be, what did he say this time? <laughs> and my response will, say, will be, well, he said that what you said to him Whenever you dropped him off to stop at school was Bon Voyage Pussy. I anticipate his response will probably be something like, I don't speak French. But <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I never called He never him. said Bon Voyage. Yes. In in real in in real life, he never said Bon Voyage Pussy. And he never said things like that to me. But there was one time when he was taking me to school, and I think I was in middle school. Yes. And and we were behind somebody on our way to the school, and the driver was going a little slow for dad's taste. And he said, come on, you drive like old people, fuck. Oh, my God. That is true. <laughs> uh, well, he knows, th- he knows that. So He knows now for sure, doesn't he? He knows from experience. Right. I, I wonder if it ever occurred to him. He's like, wait a minute. That's true. That's prophetic. <laughs> wow. Unless you're implying that your father fucked a lot of old people. Maybe he knew from experience back That's then. Right. He, he, he had just fucked a whole bunch of old maybe people. Maybe the old folks home all around your area look yeah. forward to Thursdays when Mr. Shives, maybe. When Miss, <laughs> when Mr. Shives shows up. <laughs> you think I'm just kidding around, but it's true. They fuck really he slow. He's got his hair combed back. He's got a... Several sure. several oh, yeah. boxes of candy and flowers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. smelling of old spice. Mm-hmm. And for some who can't do the candy yep. anymore, some sugar-free Jello, cherry. Absolutely. A little whipping. He's thoughtful. Whipping cream. Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> to serve people of all tastes, you know. 
Uh-huh. He, he had slipped money by the convalescent hospital because it keeps him quiet for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm implying <laughs> that your father is a paid gigolo who provides services to people in old folks' homes. Why not? Hey, times were tough, you know? Times were tough. following the logical trail of what you have attributed to your father again. Now we know that he's a he had, weird, he, you know, panty-sniffing... <laughs> he, he had two kids to provide for. You know, mom didn't always have a job, so he did what That's he needed right. to do to put food on what, the do table. What you think it was her idea? I've got an idea. I know what you need to do. <laughs> There's a there's a need and you can fill it literally. You can fill it. You <laughs> you can charge enough that it will be That's worth right. it to you. Yeah. No Make one's gonna pay. complain, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He only has to worry about mm. getting old people diseases. Somehow I got polio and scarlet fever. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Could have sworn I was vaccinated for those. But, uh. Gets it mutated Don't know or how something. this know. is an anyway. old person carrying scarlet fever around with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure some of them diseases they give me over at that uh, old folks' home were declared That's eradicated. Right. I don't know what the <laughs> happened to that. Someone says I have dropsy. I don't even know what that is. What's that? <laughs> I don't. Even... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an animal disease. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard people talk about scurvy <laughs> since I was in the Navy, you know? Like, Do you know that there are people being diagnosed with scurvy even now? Even now in this country? Well, they need to suck on some limes. They need to suck well, on some limes. Well, there's of this population that aren't picking up what they need to prevent scurvy from the food they eat. Because it's all uh, nutrient deficient. People are getting scurvy and rickets. Limes. Limes. Limes will fix everything. <laughs> Good old limes. Just squeeze one and... Squeeze one right in your mouth. Mmm, limes. Yep. Fix you right up. From the Fix makers right who brought up. you lemons. Limes. <laughs> <laughs> They're similar, but also different. I like to mix mine with gin. I keep scurvy away. And it drowns out the noise of my children. Limes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, limes. Consider, consider limes. limes. <laughs> it's more than a garnish. But sounds like the opening. Sounds like the opening narration of like an educational oh, yeah. film from the thirties. Like, consider the humble lime. <laughs> the limes. It's more than the garnish in your daddy's drink. <laughs> Show a kid pelting another kid with limes. Just pelting him. <laughs> No, no, don't waste <laughs> lime, son. All right, we're done. Where where'd we go? We went to a lime thing. We were talking about... We, 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 I started out with making another dad joke, <laughs> and it somehow got into to limes. A <laughs> film reel about not pelting other children with limes. <laughs> children, it's, it's not a it's weapon. It's the magic it's of food. our show. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We're going to continue this lime to conversation in the uncut portion. Aha, oh, so that, become a patron that, so you can hear the rest the of it. Patrons will love that. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. 
You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.